Well, our text uh, this morning is Romans chapter 6, uh, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, there is really one subject on everyone's mind these days. It's swamping all the news or current affairs programs, and that's been so for the last two months or more. And that's COVID-19, coronavirus. At the end of January, the World Health Organization announced that the spread of the virus constituted an emergency. And by March the 11th, it announced that it was a pandemic. That means it was regarded as a global disease. And the figures as of yesterday, if I've got these right, there were over 6 million known cases and 368,120 deaths worldwide so far. And of course, uh, that's meant introducing a raft of measures, uh, increasingly strict measures in various countries. Uh, we've been in lockdown uh, for weeks and we see that things are easing now uh, in other countries and over the border in England and less so at the moment with us in Wales. We're not able to gather together as churches, of course, and if we have uh, symptoms or someone in the family has a symptom, well, we're to isolate ourselves for up to 14 days. And the symptoms, we're aware of them by now, I'm sure, a new persistent cough, a fever, lethargy, and sometimes a loss of smell or taste. And of course, it has caused great fear and it's brought tragedy because it can be fatal. And it doesn't respect age or previous health either. But although coronavirus is on our mind, it's ruling our lives in these times, there is a far more serious virus which has been everywhere for thousands of years. And that is sin, the sin virus. Now, there's some, uh, well, some discussion about the source of the coronavirus, isn't there? Uh, the first known case was in Wuhan, China, it seems, back in November 2019. Uh, maybe from an illegal food market, apparently selling bats and other unusual meats. Others think maybe it's escaped from a lab studying coronavirus in bats. We're not sure. They say the transfer from such animals as bats or mice into humans is quite rare. But that seems to be the case somehow here. Well, sin became a serious problem for us humans when it was transferred from the serpent, the devil, to Adam and Eve, our first parents, in the Garden of Eden. You see, Satan was already carrying the deadly virus, and he passed on his poison to Adam and Eve, the poison of mistrusting God, doubting God, putting doubt on God's word, disbelieving God and then rebelling, going against him. And so it was transferred from him to mankind. 
And as I said, we've heard uh, that the coronavirus is a pandemic. Uh, since March the 11th, uh, the WHO announced that. And the word pandemic comes from two Greek words. First of all, pan, which means everything or all, and demos, which means people. So literally, the whole people or all the people. Although, of course, that's not true of the coronavirus. What it means there is that it has a global effect on all the world. But it is literally true of the sin virus. This is a pandemic. We're all infected, as we heard in our reading. Uh, first of all, uh, Romans 3.23, For all have sinned, all, and fall short of the glory of God. And then uh, verses 10 to 12, for example, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Now that's a pandemic. That's the sin virus. And we're all infected. Whether we're Jews or Gentiles, whatever our background, our age, that is us by nature. And I mentioned the symptoms, of course. Uh, the coughing, uh, the fever, the fatigue, the shortness of breath, loss of smell or taste. And we can see the same uh, with uh, sin. What are the symptoms? Well, this mistrusting of God, not believing what he says, this rebellion against him, this losing the sense of his goodness and his beauty and his love for us. And of course, the sins that come from that, we disobey God. We fail to love God as we should with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. We love to make him small. We love to make God answerable to us. If we don't understand everything, if, we don't, if it doesn't suit us in every way, oh, we reject him. And often we deny him then completely. We deny his existence and we lose this sense of his glory, his beauty, his goodness. And we reject his goodness. We reject his love. And then we, we fail to love our neighbor as ourselves. We know of hatred. Uh, and the Lord Jesus says that hating one another leads ultimately to killing. We know of adultery, any sexual practice outside of a marriage between man and woman. Stealing, deceit, false witness, coveting. We must have what they have. We must have what she has. I must have what he has. And it's running right through us. It affects our mind, our heart, our tongue, our hands and our feet, of course. That's the sin virus. And it is a literal pandemic. We're all infected, each one. And of course, the coronavirus, if I go back to that for a minute, it's caused worry and anxiety. And uh, 
the WHO emphasized that it is a worldwide emergency and we must take uh, the measures that we meant to, to take it seriously. Uh, and that's why we're meeting today uh, via Zoom, of course. And one, there's one main worry, isn't there? That is death. That is the real worry. That is the real anxiety that we have. And there's a wide-ranging estimate that we've been given from the start that the possible number of deaths could be from a quarter of a million to a million and a half worldwide. Well, we've passed the quarter of a million uh, easily. And the seriousness of sin, as our text says, is that it leads to death. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we can think of that death in three ways. There's physical death, what we're all thinking of and worrying of because of coronavirus or other illnesses, of course. The separation of body and soul. The Bible tells us that this is why we face and experience death at all, because of sin. God told Adam, if you disobey, you will surely die. That's what he said. And that's why it's a fact of life that we die, that is for a time only. And secondly, there is spiritual death, a separation, a loss of fellowship between man and God, a gulf. You may say, oh, but God is everywhere. Yes, that is true. But you see, you can be sitting next to somebody in a room, but you're not on good terms. You're not on speaking terms even. And we're not on good terms with God because of our sin. Here's a verse from Isaiah 59, uh, verse 2. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Notice the separation is both ways. We have turned away and the Lord is not on speaking terms with us either. And this is the worst isolation possible, to be isolated from the true and living God and from fellowship, a fellowship of love that we're meant to have with him. And it's the root of all our troubles, all our troubles in life, of course. And thirdly, there is everlasting death, complete separation from God in soul and body, in hell. Jesus spoke of this, and I'll quote one verse uh, from the Apostle Paul writing to the Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians 1, 8 and 9, he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They'll be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. And that is everlasting death that is hell and that is terrible and that is the wages of sin the ultimate wages of sin yes we are worried of course we're concerned about coronavirus and its effects but oh that the sin virus would worry us more oh that the state of our soul our relationship with god 
the fact that we are dead in sins if we don't come to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is such a worry. That is such a terrible situation to be in. So dangerous. Well, with the coronavirus, we're uh, waiting, we're anticipating maybe next year that there'll be a vaccine. There's a lot of research going on across the world uh, to find one for us. There's no vaccine at this time. But there is a remedy for sin. There is a vaccine and it's being provided by God himself. And God's remedy for our pandemic was to send his own son, who was virus-free, you see, and he came into this world of sinful disease. He came right amongst us who were infected. He didn't self-isolate him, himself or self-isolate them from us. No, he came down. He took on flesh like ours. He wasn't ashamed to call us brothers. But he himself was unique and virus-free. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Lord Jesus faced all three types of death because of our sin. And he did that as he died and as he suffered on the cross. Of course, he then faced physical death. He went to the grave. He faced spiritual death. He was forsaken. He was cut off, the Bible tells us. He faced eternal death. He faced hell. He bore the curse. He bore the punishment, the wrath of God that was due to the sin of his people. And he faced it all. And he dealt with it all. And he conquered it all. And he paid for it all. And we know that for certain because of the resurrection. When you go into a shop uh, and you pay for your goods, uh, you have a receipt. It's very important. You don't want the alarm to sound by the door when you're going out as if you haven't paid for your goods. If you've got a receipt, you've got proof. Look, I've paid for this. And God has given us a receipt, you see, for the payment that Jesus gave for our sins on the cross in the resurrection. It's been paid for. It is finished. He now has authority to receive sinners, to forgive them, to heal them completely in the end. And millions already have come to him in their sin and found healing, found salvation. I will think of it in three stages. As we come and as we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we put our faith in him, what he has done, his goodness, his righteousness, his death to pay my debt. There is forgiveness immediately, cleansing and full acceptance by God. That means we are saved from that everlasting death in hell. We are safe. We're secure in him and in his arms. Secondly, the healing process means we have strength, new strength, new life now, new vigor to fight 
the sin virus. God gives us a new heart. He promises to give us a new heart to love God, to love what is good in his eyes, his power to be changed, to be transformed, and gradually to be made more like the Lord Jesus. And in God's word, you see, we have a promise of grace. Help daily, help and strength from the Lord Jesus through his Holy Spirit, through the means of grace, to become more like him. And to come through this uh, life here on earth, to walk on, to keep going, until we reach our home in heaven. This is all promised and explained to us in God's word. And there's a promise of graces in our lives. He gives us faith, trust, increasingly love, to love God and to love one another, to love our neighbors and our enemies. A sure hope, sure hope based on the resurrection of Jesus. And fruit such as joy and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness and self-control. There's a promise in the gospel that this will be part of our healing process, you see. And finally, there is total recovery. When the Lord Jesus returns, when we'll be raised, there'll be no sin in the soul and we'll have a new body with no disease or any side effects of sin. In fact, we'll have a clean bill of health. That is the promise of the gospel. Well, what are we to do? With the coronavirus, of course, if we suspect any symptoms, we must self-isolate. And that hasn't changed, has it? If it becomes more serious, we phone 111. And mercifully, many now, many more are being tested and fewer are being admitted uh, to hospital and to intensive care. And we thank God for that. According to God's word and according to the gospel now then, any, every sinner must come directly to the doctor without delay, straight away. These are the words of the Lord Jesus. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. We must never ignore or hide our symptoms, the symptoms of sin. We must face them. We must recognize them. Do you know of the lethargy, the weakness of not loving God, of not loving your neighbor as yourself? Can you feel the fever that's running through you? of not trusting God as you should, of unbelief, of disobedience, of being selfish, greedy, full of pride. Are you aware that you've lost that sense of knowing his goodness and seeing his beauty, and recognizing his love? Well, there are words and deeds of all types that are not right in God's eyes. And we are called to confess, we are called to repent, to turn 
from our sin and to turn to God, to turn to the Lord Jesus, to come to him. We must come without delay. We must trust only in him. We can't heal ourselves. We must come to him. He is the vaccine, his sacrifice, his perfect life, his death for us on the cross. And we will have eternal life. We will have the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. These are his words in the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 5, 24. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Well, you must come. If you haven't come already, you must come to him today to be healed of the sin virus, to come to fellowship, real fellowship, a bond of love with your God, with your maker, to know that you'll face death with no sting and have everlasting life, ultimately in a new heaven and a new earth, in the glorious presence of God. Can you see the symptoms? Can you recognize them? Can you hear God speaking with you today? Can you hear the Lord saying, now come to me, come, call on me, and you will be saved. And we do thank God for his provision for us in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to him be all glory and honor with the Father and the Spirit. Amen. Well, our final hymn uh, today is hymn number 549. 549. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one, lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, weary and worn and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. Five, four, nine. of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one, lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, weary and worn and sad, I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Behold, I freely And drink and live. 
when he came to Jesus and I drank of that life-giving stream. My thirst was quenched, my soul revived, and now I live in him. I heard the voice of Jesus say, I am this darkness light, look unto me, thy morn shall rise, and all thy day be bright. I looked to Jesus, and I found in him my star, my son, and that light of life I'll walk till traveling days are done. We thank you, Lord, for your gospel. We thank you that you have provided for us in the Lord Jesus Christ. O oh Lord, accept our praise, our worship, and our thanks. And, O oh Lord, we pray that now you'll be drawing others to come to him, to have the life that is in him by faith. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain with us until he comes again. Amen.